Okay, time now for your weekly wellness update with our wellness expert. Here's Laura DeSanctis. Find her on Instagram at Go With Your Gut and find her right here, right now on your radio as she joins us on Global News Radio. Hey there, Laura. Good afternoon. Hi, Seth. Good afternoon. Okay, it's that time of year where SAD or seasonal affective disorder is back in the news. Let's talk a bit about that this week. And I guess first off, just what exactly is, Laura, seasonal affective disorder? That's a really good question. So a lot of people actually mix the term up and they think it's called seasonal effective disorder, but it's called seasonal affective disorder. So the acronym is SAD. And it's a specific type of depression that usually happens in the wintertime, but surprisingly, it can also happen in the summer. So people with SAD have trouble properly regulating a serotonin. And we know that serotonin is this neurotransmitter and it helps lift our mood. And people that have seasonal affective disorder, they overproduce melatonin. And melatonin is that hormone that regulates our sleep-wake cycle. And what also happens is we underproduce vitamin D. So sad, and especially for, I mean, even for me that I feel in the wintertime, but it can make you feel tired, more irritable, sad, anxious, and unfocused. Um, so that, that would really be the definition of seasonal affective disorder. All right. So what can we do then to battle or fight SAD if we are feeling seasonal affective disorder? I would say that one of the best bets is to take your vitamin D. So vitamin D strengthens our bones, it helps balance our hormones, it supports our immune system. And we know that low vitamin D is linked to levels of depression and people with SAD symptoms often don't have enough vitamin D. So I would really suggest to see your family doctor and see what your levels of vitamin D are and then go from there and then take a vitamin D supplement. That's going to be your best bet for increasing your dose of vitamin D. But then there's also food sources as well. So there's egg yolks, liver, salmon, sardines, and mushrooms. But you're really not going to get the dose you need um, unless you're taking a supplement. So I'd really say um, try taking your vitamin D first. And then there's lots and lots of lifestyle tips as well. Uh, I would also suggest to go outside first thing in the morning because your exposure to light when we get up in the morning helps regulate our circadian rhythm and it also improves our sleep. Okay. And since, you know, SAD or seasonal affective disorder, part of it uh, you mentioned a moment ago is about overproducing melatonin. When we talk <laughs> supplements, should you really look at the supplements you're taking? Because I know a lot of people take melatonin to help them sleep at night. Yeah, I would definitely suggest uh, first speak to your um, natural health practitioner and doctor because if you're taking melatonin to sleep at night and then you're taking a vitamin D supplement in the morning, you want to make sure you have enough time in between and that you're also getting a good night's sleep. Um, what I also found while we're talking about vitamin D and sun exposure for a second is that a lot of people will ask me, well, can I use tanning beds? So you really want to avoid the tanning beds as well um, and really look at the vitamin D supplementation because tanning beds are definitely not a good solution for dealing with the winter blues and getting a production of vitamin D. Okay, you mentioned the winter blues. What is the difference between seasonal affective disorder and having, quote unquote, the winter blues? Uh, I mean, is there a difference? I think a lot of people maybe see them as kind of the same thing. Yeah, I mean, even through the research that I've been doing, it seems like the same thing. Um, people with their winter blues have much milder symptoms of SAD and not to the extent that it would be considered a clinical diagnosis. Um, but if it, it could potentially get worse if action is not taken. So there's, uh, I would say the winter blues is not cl clinically diagnosed. Okay. And uh, are there certain activities, uh, certain foods that we should put in our diets uh, that could uh, help us combat this? 
Of course, of course. I think one of the best things, um, and Jeff, you know this about me too, is I love spending time in nature. So nature is restorative. It's this powerful force that can really help boost our mood. It helps improve our immunity. It helps reduce stress. It helps support our nervous system. So being in nature, it's full spectrum. So that will really help um I guess, combat the winter blues. Um, but again, it depends on where you live as well. If it's really too cold outside, you might want to try investing or looking into uh, saunas for warmth. I think those are really great, even going to an infrared sauna because they aid in detoxification and they help boost their immunity. But there's something also as well called those light lamps. Jeff, have you heard of those? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I forget what kind of light that they uh, admit, but they uh, really do uh, help when it comes to uh, particularly right now when we're living in so much darkness, right? That's right. I mean, the light therapy lamps or boxes, um, you can get them online. You can also probably get them at, I think, some of your local health food stores now, but they're full spectrums of light um, and they help prevent the winter blues. So you want to look for a light that has at least 10,000 lux which is this measure of light intensity, and it also will help filter UV rays. So I find that people that feel that they have the winter blues, what they do is they look at this um, or they get this light therapy that they try, and they look at the light for about 10 to 15 minutes every morning. So if you do that consistently for a few months, that can also um, help combat the winter blues. Okay, uh, just back to activities, if we could, for a second. Is that what you were doing earlier this week? You and I were talking, and you were up at Blue Mountain. Actually, Mary's a big skier, and she finally uh, was skiing for the first time in uh, nearly two years this uh, past weekend. But, you know, it's great to get outdoors, but uh, you did it on the day when it was minus 20. Was there at any point you were saying to yourself, uh, maybe this was a mistake? <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, I, I, I'm not a fan of winter, definitely not. But I felt like moving your body and the exercise is so important for not just your physical, but even your mental well-being. So for me, that I feel like instantly I feel better um, as I'm moving. So, I mean, it, it definitely was cold. I'm not going to lie, but that physical activity really helped uh, boost my mood. Yeah, just finally, uh, what about alcohol when it comes to uh, this time of year? Uh, as you know, I, I'm in the middle of uh, dry January. This has been one of the I toughest, know. I got to say, dry Januarys uh, I've had. But uh, uh, what does alcohol do or more to the point don't do for us uh, when it comes uh, to this time of year? Um, well, we know it all comes down to eating a healthy diet, right? It all comes back to food and mood and alcohol is one of the things where you want to stay away from, even when we crave those comfort foods, those starchy carbs, the sweet treats, um, because it's going to make you feel worse in the long run. So uh, I would suggest that people focus on the sad busting healing diet. So having like those lean proteins, the leafy greens and the fish to keep your hormones in check and boost the serotonin levels because alcohol can inhibit that. All right. Great stuff, as always, from our wellness expert, Laura DeSanctis. Again, find her on Instagram at Go With Your Gut. Laura, appreciate it, as always, and Thanks, we'll Jeff. talk again next week. Thank you. All right. Hey, speaking of uh, wellness, uh, by the way, uh, just before we uh, take a break here, uh, Mary, I wanted to mention this because uh, did you see this post from uh, Risa Witherspoon on Instagram uh, the other day? She was uh, talking about uh, healthy habits. I did not. No. What's, what does no. she have to say? Okay, so she's on Instagram and she posts, uh, hey, let's talk uh, habits. Are there uh, any uh, habits that have improved your daily life? Here's what's working for me. And she listed one, start the day with a big glass of water. Two, get 10 minutes of outdoor light. What we were just talking about with Laura there, get outside and uh, get some fresh air and activity. Uh, spend 30 to 60 minutes reading without distraction. And number four, in bed by 10 p.m., no more late night TV binging. Those were like her oh. four big tips, Reese Witherspoon's tips for wellness in 2022. 
Good advice. It's just hard to stick to all of that. But at right? the same time, you know, we've got all this time on our hands, so put the time towards maybe reading or getting that light outside as opposed to the late night binging on TV, which I have to put my hand up on that one. <laughs> it happens <laughs> in this household. Yeah. Well, to your point about these are really hard to stick to. Uh, that's where our good friend Ina Gardner comes in. Uh, she, of course, is the Barefoot Contessa, and she saw mm. this online and uh, posted uh, a response to uh, Reese. She said, uh, "Hey, this sounds great, but I'm probably not doing any of these things." LOL. Uh, my <laughs> formula, my formula is easier to follow. One, drink more large Cosmos which we know the Barefoot Contessa loves. Uh, two, stay up late watching addictive streaming series. Three, stay in bed in the morning, play Sudoku or something uh, instead of reading a good book. And number four, spend more time safely with people you love in the pandemic. <laughs> oh, that's fun. Way to go, Ina. Telling it like it is. Yeah, <laughs> and that uh, response has gone viral over the yeah. next uh, day or two. All right, we're back after a break here on Global News Radio. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think French fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the ring. 